The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's up, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson. Hope you had a good Christmas. Appreciate you tuning in and joining us. And you, if, if you've got your post-Christmas activities going on, Thanks for having us along with you. Uh, talked about a couple of different things last hour. Utah Jazz making some moves. And uh, reactions to that. Trading away Dante Exum. Waving Jeff Green. And in their place, Jordan Clarkson, who is a reserve player for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who can score but really does not defend very well. And then uh, signing Rajon Tucker from the G League, who was in the Milwaukee system to join the Jazz. Both could be available and should be available tonight. Whether they'll see minutes is still to be determined. But um, they appears to be both appear to be cleared to play tonight as Utah Jazz will take on the Portland Trailblazers. We'll have pregame coverage starting at eight twenty right here on one hundred six nine The Fan, and uh, tip off will be at eight thirty. It will also be shown on TNT this evening. Uh, but your reactions to that uh, to those moves, we'd love to see what you think about it. You can text in. We've got a new text line that you can uh, share your thoughts with us anonymously. The phone number is 435-339-0321 to uh, share with us your thoughts about these recent moves by the Utah Jazz. Also, we were discussing some of the things that are going on in the bowl season, BYU and Hawaii on Christmas Eve. Hawaii with the win, uh, scoring quickly, and then picking off Zach Wilson uh, into, to seal the deal. Cole McDonald, 493 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, JoJo Ward receiving had 159 yards. Jared Smart, 142 yards and two touchdowns. And Jason Matthew Sharsh had 90 yards and one touchdown receiving. And Hawaii, as a team, had two net rushing yards. That's incredible. Uh, BYU had a pretty balanced attack, but turnovers and poor play calling late in the game pretty much cost them the game. Yeah, Jeff Grimes made some really weird calls offensively for this team. Especially, look, third and two, run it. If you don't get it, Milk the clock and make them have that much less time to be able to move down the field. Not to mention, that even they, if that Paul is caught, he wasn't getting the first down. Yeah, with the guys that were there on the play. But I mean, get it or, or just you know just slide to the ground, take the loss, punt the ball, and make them go the yardage. But even at that, they went like what three, four plays, and in sixty, seventy something yards, and had a touchdown. I mean, they scored in like forty five seconds. So whether it was a minute fifteen or seventeen left on the clock for them to get back at it, yeah, they gave that plenty was what of was time. amazing. They gave plenty of time for BYU, but give it to Hawaii. I mean, their year, incredible season for them. Never thought that they would be the the representative of the West Division in the Mountain West Conference Championship game. Um, they played an incredible fifteen games this year, AJ. Fifteen. Wow. Wow. So 10 wins, 5 losses. And uh, Nick Rolovich, I mean, he was the coach of the year. He, I, he deserved it. 
maybe you make a strong argument for Brian Harson. I think Brian Harson yeah. to get that recognition. It's too bad that he. I'm uh, surprising he hasn't. Yeah, yeah, had that recognition yet. But uh, BYU and Hawaii. Hawaii getting the win, thirty-eight to thirty-four. So right now the Mountain West is two and two in conference, or excuse me, in bowl games. Ajay, Utah State with the loss against Kent State. We've hashed that plenty of times. Boise State with the disappointing showing in the Las Vegas Bowl. Washington just totally shut them down. But then San Diego State beat Central Michigan and uh, with a dominating performance by the Aztecs offensively, 48 points by San Diego State. They probably hadn't scored 48 points in their last four games combined. Uh, and then Hawaii with their win over BYU. So three more games on the Mountain West schedule. Air Force will face Washington State in the Cheez-It Bowl on Friday. And then Wyoming will face Georgia State in the Arizona Bowl next Tuesday. And the following Saturday, or no, it's following Friday, it'll be Nevada and Ohio in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. So does the Mountain West end with a winning bowl record, Ajay? We're 2-2 two and two right now. Three more games to go. Okay, let's go by game by game. Who do we got next? Air Force, Washington State. We're 3-2 and two after that. Then it's Wyoming and Georgia State. We're going to lose. Uh, so 3-3. Three and three. And then Nevada and Ohio. Yeah, 3-4. and four. So I think they go 4-3. and three. I, I think that uh, Wyoming gets the win. You don't uh, think Air Force wins tomorrow, huh? Um, no, I don't think. I've, I'm picking Washington State to win that one. So I guess actually I'm, uh, I'm with you actually in the final total of 3-4. and four. I don't think Nevada wins their game. So I think the Mountain West has a losing record. Hey, speaking of teams who suck, like do you remember when Miami used to be good? <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, right now, dude, they're down seven nothing to Law Tech in the fourth quarter in the Independence Bowl. Seven nothing to Law Tech in the Independence Bowl. Now you did just get a turnover on a screen play that was picked off. That's amazing to me that that's possible that could happen. Um And the Canes got the ball on the plus side of the field at about the 25-yard line. So that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah, about five minutes to go in that one. That game was actually being shown on ESPN. We need to get that off ESPN right now. <laughs> Not a very exciting <laughs> bowl serious, game. I'm serious, man. Uh, the BYU-Hawaii uh, game was a very exciting bowl game. Yeah, it was. Was there was there were stretches, especially in the fourth quarter, that the Utah State Kent State bowl game was pretty exciting. Yeah, it was just back and forth. I'm trying to think if there are too many others that were really interesting, worth paying attention to. I don't. Tomorrow's when the fun stuff begins. Tomorrow is when all the good stuff begins. You got Michigan State versus Wake Forest at uh, one twenty. You've got Oklahoma State Texas A&M at four forty. You got USC and Iowa at 6. You got Air Force and Washington State at 8.15. And, of course, Saturday. All of those games predicted to be within a touchdown or less. Hey, when does Utah play? According to the, the Vegas odds makers. Oh, Utah doesn't play till the 31st, huh? Yeah, correct. Yeah, they play Texas in San Antonio in the Alamo Bowl. On uh, New Year's Eve. 
Starting so, at 5.30. Cotton Bowl, World Bowl on Saturday, Memphis, Penn State, Notre Dame, Iowa State, and then, of course, the playoffs, Oklahoma, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State. That's what you're looking at. And there's been some intrigue with some of these games. I mean, uh, LSU's running backs had some injury issues. Oklahoma's Oklahoma had, had some players suspended. Suspended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what has been interesting about all of this? Nobody still to the, that I'm really following closely. I'm not hearing hardly anything about Clemson. Really, I hear everything about Ohio State, LSU, and Oklahoma. I hear very, very little about Clemson. Hmm. Clemson is actually favored in the Fiesta Bowl. That surprises me, to be honest. There was a, there's an incredible stat on Kawhi Leonard. Sorry, I was just I was just thinking of a stat that blew my mind. I don't know why. On um, Thursday? Yeah, dude. It, it just hit me. And I'm sorry, it's so way off tangent. Anyways, uh that's why I was just I was just looking at that. Anyways, no. Um Too many bulls? Do you think we have too many bulls? That's another conversation that's kind of came up lately is why all these bulls? You know what I'd like to see? I, I don't know that I would like to see any more bowl games, but what I'd like to see is more of the preseason bowls kick off the season. I think you're starting to see a little bit more of that. I like that. Like the Dr. Pepper Showcase or whatever they call it. Yeah. You know, when they have the big, yeah. it's in Atlanta and you have two power teams and everybody's hyped and excited about it. I think it would be interesting to have more of those types of games. Then more bowl. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, th- I like we that. have enough bowl games as it is. Yeah. I know that there's been discussions with the Mountain West and some people in Australia to get a bowl game there. If you're gonna do that, boy, don't put it early in the bowl season. It would need to be late in the bowl season. But that could be interesting. But you're right. I, I we have enough bulls. Okay, it's just it's just because you have a lot of mediocre teams going. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, look. I mean, look. We it's got, no longer a celebration of a successful winning season. Western Kentucky versus Western Michigan on December 30th. You have in in by the way that bowl game is a first responder bowl. Um, California and Illinois versus in the Music City Bowl. I guess the Music City Bowl's been there for a while, so that's understandable. But uh, Bahamas Bowl shouldn't be there. Frisco Bowl shouldn't be there. Cure Bowl shouldn't be there. The Boca Raton Bowl shouldn't be there. Boca Raton. Same thing. Mower, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl shouldn't be there. Uh, Quick Lane Bowl shouldn't be there. The Military Bowl shouldn't be there. The Pinstripe Bowl definitely shouldn't be there. The Academy Sports Outdoors Texas Bowl, no. Cheese Bowl, no. I mean, that eliminates a lot of the garbage games. Uh, first responders shouldn't be there, like I already mentioned. Red Box shouldn't be there. Belk, the Sun Bowl, the Arizona Bowl. Jeez, look at all these. I mean, Birmingham. Dude, the Ticketmaster Birmingham Bowl. Boston College versus Cincinnati. <laughs> Just wasting money. The, the, the LendingTree.com Bowl on Monday, January 6th. Unreal. 
Get rid of it. I honestly get rid of the Idaho Potato Bowl too. If they're not making money, then they would be shutting down. Yeah. Obviously, they're doing enough to be financially solvent. Yeah, that's that's the right word to use is they're doing enough right now. They're doing enough. But, I mean, they got to be scraping by on some of these games. Right. You've got some bowls that are carrying the water for many others. Because ESPN owns a lot of these bowls. Mm Mm-hmm. And what you make off of the big ones helps you subsidize the smaller ones. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but there's another bowl going on uh, later on tonight. It's the Quick Lane Bowl, Pittsburgh versus Eastern Michigan. Boy, I can't wait to watch that one. Sorry. Yeah. No, I... I will definitely have other things to do. <laughs> I will find other things to do. Uh, Utah Jazz are in action tonight. As we mentioned, 8.30 against Portland. This is an interesting matchup. Uh, Portland started off horrible in the NBA. They made the deal to bring Carmelo Anthony in. Uh, They've had some injuries uh, earlier in the year. They've kind of found themselves a little bit. They're not blowing the socks off of everybody, but at least they're competitive again. And they've crept back into the top eight in the Western Conference Ajay, this could be an interesting showdown between these two teams tonight. Yeah, should be fun, too. Um, there's a lot of things to look at, um, and I think matchups is one of them. But I, I also feel like... Oh, shoot, I just lost the page. We were just in the game we were talking about. Um, I also feel like... Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly could see this game being a blowout. I hope I'm wrong, but I could see it being a blowout. Well, Lillard and McCollum usually play very well against the Jazz, yeah. and that's a dangerous combination. What is Lillard? I wonder what Lillard averages against Utah. I need to look that up. That's why I should have seen. But, yeah, you're right. Him, especially Lillard, has had big, big games against Utah. But with Jordan Clarkson coming in, new. Rajon Tucker coming in, new. And this bench being shortened, I just don't see the Jazz getting out of here with a win. Both of these teams were on a bit of a hot streak, winning a bunch of games, uh, several games in a row, and then both of them lost on the 23rd. Uh, so both of them trying to refine their uh, their footing. They haven't. Neither team has played since December 23rd. So they've had a few days off, and they will face each other tonight. It'll be in Salt Lake City. We'll have pregame coverage starting at 8.20. Tip-off will be at 8.30 with David Locke and the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I mean, and looking at numbers wise, uh, Portland averages 112, Utah 107. Uh, Portland gives up 113, Utah gives up 106. They both shoot about dead even uh, in, in, in from field goal percentage 45 uh, for Portland and 45.8 for Utah. Uh, it's really going to come down to bench play. I feel like this game is going to come down to which bench can actually deliver the most productive minutes. And seeing how we got two new guys coming back to the bench, I just don't see that happening for for the Jazz. Sorry. It'll be interesting to see Carmelo Anthony on the court again if Donovan Mitchell goes mellow hunting and mm. attacks him when he's uh, mm. trying to play defense. And yeah. how the Jazz exploit they that. They did that in the playoffs. And yep. that's what kind of lost his minutes is when they started going after him. That was pretty much the effective end of Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and the other thing is, is can you get mellow 
to play New York Knicks mellow. Ball hawking, wants to just, the yeah, ball sticks in his hands, he's going to take the shots. Can you get him to play that kind of game? Because if you can, you're, you're going to... You're going to beat them because Portland can't beat any team with Carmelo Anthony shooting a majority of the shots. Uh, he's averaging about sixteen and a half points a game. Uh, I, I think the real matchup to watch is Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that could be really interesting. Uh, Rodney Hood. Uh, I'm happy for him that he's he's playing well. He's found a team that works well for him, and he plays well against the Jazz. When he's in a uh, Trailblazers uniform, mm-hmm. so that that should be a really fun matchup tonight for the Jazz. Uh, again, another game that they they should win and they need to win to continue to move up in the, in the rankings in the Western Conference because they're going to need that pad, that cushion. Get the games you ha- you you should get. Don't let those games that you should take care of slip away because then when you face those teams like. The next one on the schedule against the Clippers, you don't want to be getting into a little bit of a, a losing streak. So anyway, that's coming up a little bit later on tonight. Um, AJ, I forgot to mention this a little bit earlier when we were talking about bowl games in the Mountain West. There's some news of Mountain West uh, football players. A couple other guys are leaving early to go to the NFL draft. We already know that Jordan Love has declared he's leaving early. David Woodward is also going to take uh, his hand at trying to make it to the next level. But there's news this week that Boise State's left tackle, Ezra Cleveland, is going to leave early. And San Diego State center, Keith Ismail, is also going to leave early to pursue the NFL draft. Yeah, they're a pretty good list leaving, don't they? Some high-quality players, too. Yes. Hey, do you think Dominic could make to get a, could make a kicker in the NFL if he if he enters? Has he declared? He's a senior, so he, I mean he could declare. So he, yeah, I mean he could. He needs to go. I think he's good enough to be in it. He's a good kicker. With the challenges the NFL has had with kickers, boy, look at this guy yeah. and he's, the career that he's had. It makes sense that he could he could find his way to an NFL team. Yeah, he could easily find, and because if a kicker sucks, man, they're going to be looking. And every year, there's that one kicker who can't, who misses five out of six, and the coach has to go out searching for a guy. He's got range. He does. Oh my he's gosh, hit four he's got field range. goals at yeah. fifty yards, or and more. he's clutch too. Yeah, he's clutch. I so there could be Dominic a number Girl. of uh, Aggies from this from this year's team on NFL rosters next year. Tipa Nalii could be another one. Mm. Yeah, Tipa's been pretty good. I'd like to see him go, or at least get a look. That uh, that uh, pro day at Utah State in March could be really interesting to see what it looks like. It's going to be packed, scouts and players. Huh. Yes. Yeah, if you're one of those guys that the, the draft grade uh, may not be on you know, very high, uh, the the pro day is a great chance to try to to increase that because there's going to be a lot of scouts there. Their intention to watch somebody else, but they'll be there to see what you do too. Mm-hmm. So a great opportunity for some of these other guys to to get noticed. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. 
It's exciting. It's 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 fun. I mean, last year there was a bunch of great athletes who went out there and competed, and some got an opportunity and some didn't. But, uh, yeah. All right, coming up next year on the Full Court Press, the first RPI rankings of the 2019-2020 uh, season for high school basketball were teased today. They weren't fully revealed. They were teased. At least the top 10 were released for both boys and girls in 4A, 5A, and 6A. We'll take a look. Who made the top 10? Who else is on the list? And uh, both the boys and the girls. And also coming up a little bit later on in the show, our pick six. Six things we think might happen this weekend. It's a fun little game we play. To uh, And love to have you play along with us as well. To see what, uh, how would you vote on the things that are on our pick six this week. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press. A new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, and Ajay Salveson. Full Court Press rolling on. Hope you had a great Christmas. And uh, plans for the new year. You know, this is the time of year, IJ, where you, you take time to reflect on the year that was. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we're going to be doing some best of stuff. But we what, can't just think about the, the year. What was the best things that happened over the past year? What were the top stories of the past year in sports? But we can't do that. We, well, we can, but we can do even more than that. Well, not only is the year say. coming to a close, so is the decade. That's what I'm saying. We got it's a decade now, man. We got to focus on the last ten years. You know what's amazing? Um, is I was reading the stat for the Patriots. If they beat the Dolphins, they will in in two thousand ten to two thousand nineteen made the playoffs every year. Right? Not one time were they in a wild card game. Wow! They had a first round bye every single year in the playoffs. That's that's a dude. That's, that's pretty nuts, incredible. Man. They only had three. I don't care if you're a Patriots fan or not. That's, Since that's 2001, incredible. they've only had three wild card games that they participated in. Three. Oh one. Uh oh six and oh nine. That's it. That's pretty incredible. Uh, the uh, first round or first release of Utah High School Activities Association, ugh, so can't speak Association uh, RPI rankings were teased today. UHSAA released the top ten of four A boys and girls basketball. They also did it for five A and six A. Now they've been on their website saying the first round will be revealed. On December 27th. Well, they teased the top 10 and showed us all the top 10 today. They made no announcement that this was going to come. That just all of a sudden, here it is. We have our results. Here's the top 10. Coming in at number one in 4A boys basketball, Skyview Bobcats. Does that surprise you, Ajay? 
Yes and no. They got blown out pretty badly by two. I mean, they're two high-quality teams, but they got blown out badly. Yeah, they had their two losses are against Was it Corner Canyon, Corner Canyon who is number five in the initial 6A rankings. Okay. And uh, they also lost to Timview, who's number two in the 5A rankings. Those are two quality losses. But you're right. They did get blown out they, by more than 20 points in both of those games. It's number two. But still, uh, number two in the uh, UHSAA RPI rankings is Dixie. Figured. Number three is Hurricane, followed by Cedar, Stansbury, and Pineview. And then we have another Region 11 team in the top five. Bear River coming in at number seven. Hmm. This is a team that was undefeated until just their last two games when they lost on the road on both of these games at Morgan and then at Box Elder. Dude, Morgan's always been a tricky game for them. That used used to be a really great rivalry when they were back in 3A basketball. That was a really good rivalry. That was intense, too, more so than the Box Elder game. That's probably true because those games were closely matched, closely yeah. contested. Well, and they competed in the in the three state playoffs. I think for like three or four straight years, they went at it, either in the quarterfinals or semifinals. I mean that, so they were very familiar with each other. And so that game, I see, is a rivalry game. And in those games, anything can happen. It can tiptoe either way. Now that Morgan game was supposed to have been played earlier, but because of all the the snow that we had around Thanksgiving time. That game had to be postponed until huh. it got uh, huh. rescheduled. Uh, and then Box Elder, it's a golden spike. I mean, it's a it's a Valley rivalry game for them. Um, but uh, Box Elder got the better of the Bears in, in that one. And Box Elder, speaking of which, uh, they come in as the number five team in 5A. Oh, so that, that does look good. And Morgan is the number three team in 3A. So Skyview, uh, similar records. Both are seven and two. Or excuse me, I guess Bear River six and two, but Skyview because of who they played and who they played, that the way the RPI works, they moved up higher than Bear River and a lot of those other schools. Oh, okay. Uh, the other teams from Region Eleven that were on the list. So again, Skyview at number one, Bear River at number seven, Green Canyon comes in at number nine. And wow. Ridgeline at number 10. Mm. Not a bad way to represent, is it? So you got four schools from uh, Region 11 in the top 10. Logan and Mountain Crest not in the top 10, and it's not hard to know why. Uh, they've they've struggled so far. Logan has only got the two wins. They're 2-7. and seven. Mountain Crest with only one victory that they got um, in a close one up in Preston at the Preston Indians Classic. Okay, then. Uh, Riverhawks are 3-4 and four on the year. Uh, Green Canyon is 5-3. and three. We start region play in, what, two, three weeks? Uh, region play begins January 10th. So there are a few more games. Not many teams are, be- are playing I, this, say, I mean, there's right a bunch now, of tournaments a little bit. I mean, just small mini tournaments, but yeah. There's a couple teams that do play this weekend, uh, and then there are a few more uh, following week, and then, uh, yeah, region play really gets going January 10th. Uh, but in the 4A girls, 
Again, some Region 11 teams getting recognition there. Green Canyon at number three. Logan, number five. Ridgeline, number six. And Bear River at number 10. So, again, nice to see some good representation from Region 11 in the top 10. Expect to see a lot of that, too, throughout the year. Some of those teams aren't going to move. <laughs> it's important to be in that top 10. It is, yep. Because of how it works with the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. You get that uh, first-round buy, or you get the better seeding, and maybe you, you go up against uh, a team that's only won a handful of games on the year. Give you a few more games to play. Sure. Again, if you want to see the full schedule of how these or when these teams play and how you can follow along, we've got the full schedule on CashValleyDaily.com. Just go to the sports section uh, in the menu. Click on sports, and you'll see the little drop-down for local sports, uh, prep sports, and uh, the link there for local high school basketball schedules. You'll see their full schedule. You'll see links uh, to listen to their games because all of their games will be covered. And Well, most of their games will be covered. I think there's a... It's one of the teams that has a tournament at a, in a venue that we won't be able to get somebody to. But uh, by and large, most of the games we'll have on the radio and also streamed online for all six teams in Region 11. It's unprecedented. We appreciate all the sponsors and all the other people who help us to, to make that happen. And, um, yeah, each, each school gets its own broadcast <clears throat> team and its own radio station to follow them. You know, it's really amazed me, and I know the record doesn't show up, but Logan's actually been a better team than the record says. They, I mean, they, they beat Bonneville by five. They, uh, I mean, they got blown out by Sugar Salem. They lost to Box Hiller by eight, lost to Clearfield by two, got handled by Rigby, Idaho, but then lost to Sugar Salem, Idaho again by three, and then lost to Desert Hills by 21. We all know how good Desert Hills is. Lost to Pineview by six and beat Crimson Cliffs by one. Like they're they're hanging on for dear life, and you got to give Logan Brown and, and his staff some credit. I mean, they look at the record and say, "Well, it's a bad basketball team." No, it's not. They're going to be in it for the long haul, and they're going to get they're going to give some problems for this Region Eleven once again. They're going to do it. Yeah, it's one thing to uh, to lose a game; it's another to be competitive in that loss. Even you're fighting. So the record doesn't necessarily reflect the type of team that they really are. Sure, yep. Um, I, I know Mountain Crest has had some close games, but they've had some struggles with consistency mm-hmm. um, from the games that, that that I've heard or that I've I've uh, I've followed. So um, the the full rankings will be released uh, tomorrow, and then they update them every week on uh, the UHSAA, and we'll have it on Cash Valley Daily uh, as well. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, right now it's uh, Logan at two and seven, Mountain Crest at one and seven, uh, Skyview's number one in the in four A, the latest rankings, and they're number one right now on top of Region Eleven at seven and two. Um, so anyway, we got those games we got uh, coming up this week and, and next, and then it's uh, on to Region play the week after that. So. It's really interesting time of the year and to see how this works. With we saw how it worked with football. There's some debate about really how effective it was and uh, if it should be tweaked for high school football as the season plays out and we see how the pairings work in the spring for high school basketball. It'd be interesting to see if they also gets uh, similar scrutiny 
uh, and if there's any changes at play there. Because with high school basketball, there's more volume, there's more teams that you play, there's more games that you play, you're playing schools from different states, so there's a little bit more of a body of work to really indicate how good or, or how much a team might be struggling on the, on the season, on the year. Hey, uh, Tyson Williams of BYU, the running back, star running back, I should say, is, uh, is headed to the NFL. He's declaring for the draft. Uh, obviously, we all know the kid who had a great, great year in, up until he tore his ACL. Um, hopefully, he can get through it. And, uh, yeah, he's, he, he, that was a heck, that's a heck of a ball player. Uh, by the way, the, uh, the, the Independence Bowl has gone final. Did Miami lose? I Louisiana swear. Tech wins it 14 to nothing. Gosh. Dude, oh, like my dude. Okay, I mean, we talked about Utah State how frustrated we are, right? Being seven and six, losing a bowl game. This is the Miami Hurricanes, right? This is the team, the Canes, who in the nineties dominated, in the early two thousands dominated football, and now they're losing in the walk-on bowl, fourteen to nothing. That's only the third time they've been shut out in their bowl history. Dude, that's that's embarrassing. And I don't know how you fix it. I don't know what you do to fix it, man. Well, they've tried to make some celebrity hires. But I it's one of those cases where look, this is this is a team known for things that were done in the past, but they haven't really done anything recently. And everybody still thinks they should still be that team from the mid nineties. And they're not gonna be that team from the mid nineties. Or the early nineties. The 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 landscape has changed dramatically. They got left behind. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. Florida, I mean, I'll even put Florida State above them. All kept up. I don't know how you. I don't know how you fall behind that badly. No idea. You've got the facilities, the area. The the prestige. Very right? fertile recruiting you, grounds. Yeah, you did have the prestige, I should say. You don't need more. Yeah, maybe it's they don't get as many recruits as think because a lot of schools are going into Florida right now. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Miami, the third program in FBS history, with courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info here, Miami is the third program in FBS history to compete in bowl games in consecutive seasons and combine for three or fewer points. That's so sad. They only That's scored horrible. three points last year against Wisconsin. There is nothing good coming out of that. Yikes. Not really that interesting. Not very exciting football. And why are we playing these bowl games? But you know what? Good for Louisiana Tech. Good for them. That's a good win for La Tech. Huh. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, Yasiel baseball news. Yasiel Puig's going to the White Sox. What? <laughs> yep. How about that? Interesting move. How many more times does he bounce around for, through Dude, his career? Dude, a guy who... Does was, he stick with anybody for more than a couple of seasons? A guy who everyone said would... You know, be a future Hall of Famer, and they had all this expectation, dude. He's he's been far below that, far below it, and it's really on him. It's his attitude. Yeah, it's his attitude. It's his mentality. It's he's a he, he's a 
He's a disease in the locker room, man. Physically, skill-wise. So incredible. Dude, if he... Guy should be a mainstay see, see, that's somewhere. the thing. That's what's most frustrating, Eric, is, is that... And this happens in every sport. We have these gifted athletes who have these mentality issues where they are just... Think they're better than everybody else, or they think different, or they just don't... They don't gel in the locker room for whatever. And he just... Yeah, he's a problem. And he's one of those guys. Odell Beckham Jr. is another one of those guys... Um, basketball, I'm, I don't know who you could put on there, uh, but yeah, I mean, one guy says here on, on Twitter, I really don't want, uh, I don't really want Pu- uh, Puig on the team because I feel like he doesn't really accomplish much with the White Sox or improve them in any major way. Uh, with that said, he absolutely would annoy every team fan base the Sox play against. And for that alone, I'd, I'd irrationally enjoy him here. <laughs> it's not wrong. No, he's not. not and wrong. especially in the AL, man, it's yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay, so coming up next here on the Full Court Press, let's get into our pick six. Yes, let's do it. Shall we? Yeah. Six things we think might happen this weekend. Uh, and we've also got a couple other things to recap uh, with the Utah Jazz in action tonight um, and to some other things that have happened in the NBA, some of the moves that the Jazz have made. Still love to get your thoughts on those moves with uh, trading Dante Exum for Jordan Clarkson, waving Jeff Green, signing a guy from the G League, 435-339-0321. That's 435-339-0321. Text us what you think about these moves by the Utah Jazz to take on the Portland Trailblazers tonight. You might see both of these guys get some minutes. Uh, but uh, coming up next, our pick six, the six things we think might happen this weekend. is coming up on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and AJ Salveson. Full Court Press continuing on here on 106.9 The Fan. 1390 AM, 106.9thefan.com. We also share our podcasts of the shows. You may have missed or you want to go back and hear what we had to say earlier. Available on a lot of different podcast platforms. Just search for Full Court Press. Search for either my name or AJ Salveson's name and you'll find us. But, uh, again, Utah Jazz in action tonight. Pre-game at 8.20, tip-off at 8.30. Jimbo Slice, we love following him. He's at Jimbo Rudding on Twitter. It's definitely worth the follow. You know, Eric, not to be dramatic, but if the Jazz don't win tonight, uh, I'm going to go head to uh, the mall and high-five uh, all the guys anxiously looking at candles and lotions. <laughs> that sounds like something he would say. <laughs> I just don't dare quote him. Poor guy. <laughs> he always has a suggestion for a David Locke on what to do at different moments in the game. It's so good. And then he also has a, I don't mean to be dramatic, but edit something very dramatic. <laughs> Not to be dramatic, but if the Utah Jazz don't win today, I'm going to eat a huge bowl of figgy pudding while making eye contact with everybody in line at the post office. <laughs> oh, he's known for those for three things. He's known for the... Maybe just a thought, you know, something yep. that David Locke should say yeah, during his broadcast. David Locke. Yep. His uh, not to be dramatic statements, and then the third thing that he's known for. Here's an example. So 
This was uh, a couple days ago. Adrian Wojnarowski tweets out, Utah's finalizing a multi-year deal with Bucks G League forward Rajon Tucker. Okay. And then he retweets that with his own comment that says, the Jazz aren't messing around. You either play hard or you don't play. Also, Derek Fisher lied to three teams that get out of his contract. He always seems to work in the Derek Fisher lied to three teams to get out of his contract. Freaking Derek blocked him too. <laughs> Derek Fisher finally was like, all right, dude, enough of you, man. It only took like 10 years. <laughs> uh, I miss him. I wonder what his dramatic thing will be tonight. Better be good. Quote, I hope Tony Bradley plays tonight, close quote. Not words I thought I would say this year, or ever, really. <laughs> All right, uh, three things from you, Ajay. Three things from me, and it'll make our uh, six things we think might happen this weekend as part of our pick six. Awesome. I'm looking see, forward to um, it. Who won last week? I did. Oh, yes, you did. Yep. I gave you that nice uh, little mug. You did. You did, which, by the way, is coming really handy, to be quite honest with you. So thank you dearly for that. So you can go first or you can defer? Uh, No, I'll go ahead and go right now. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, Air Force and Washington. Is that? That's not tomorrow, is it? Yes, it is. It is is tomorrow. Okay, man, all these games got me all worked. It's in the evening. It's a late game. Uh, Air Force in Washington and she's a bull. It is a late game. 8-15 Mountain Time on ESPN. Air Force, 265 and a half yards rushing over under. Um, the fact that you think about it is really amazing in well, itself, right? I, I mean, I, I mean, no, well, I'm, I'm saying that as like, wow, we actually have to think about that. I need to now adjust one of mine, so it's okay that you went first. Oh, jeez, dude. That's no, good. Not again. Uh, you were a little more generous than I was. So I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under, too. I don't know by how much. I don't think it's by a lot, to be honest with you, but I'm going to say under. See, I was going to set the line at 244 and a half. Oh, okay. But we, uh, that would have been an all right line. We were both thinking of the same thing. Okay, what's next on your list? All right, uh... Oh, let's see. Oklahoma LSU on Saturday at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Joe Burrow. 215 and a half total yards. 215 and a half total yards versus Oklahoma. Over under. I'm going to go over. Man. <laughs> it's going to be tough. I'm going to go over. Okay. Clemson versus... I, I just and I, just with his arm, and he is... Yeah. He's not really known to be a scrambler, a big mobile quarterback, but I think he'll do most of it with his arm, but he will get some yards on I the I was ground. thinking, you know, you give Lincoln Riley a couple weeks, maybe he can make adjustments, but he doesn't care about defense. He just wants his offense to keep up with him. So, yeah. I'm with you. I'm going over. Uh, Clemson, Ohio State, which should be a dandy 6 o'clock on Saturday night on ESPN. Uh, Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, the quarterbacks for both teams. You ready for this? 515 and a half passing yards combined over under. Ooh, combined passing yards. Yep. Um, 515. I'll go under. You're going under? Yeah. I'm going to take the over. 
All right. Sam Merrill, minutes versus Eastern Oregon. 20 and a half. Zero. I don't think he's playing. You're taking the under. Uh, I'm going to say over. Really? Are you like, are you feeling okay? (laughs) (laughs) What the crap was that look for? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Over. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan, we're too many things alike. I had to do it different. All right. Jordan Clarkson. Points in his Utah Jazz debut. Hmm. Eight and a half. Over. He's going to shoot a lot. I'm going to go under. I just don't know how many minutes he's going to get. All right. uh, For my last one, I'm going to say in the well, I'm going to do this. Washington State rushing yards. Sixteen and a half. Washington State versus Air Force. Washington State rushing yards. Under. At sixteen and a half. You're going under? I'm going to go... Over, I think it could be less than that. Could be like a Hawaii that only runs for two. All right, so here they are: Air Force rushing yards against Washington State, two sixty-five and a half. We both went under. Uh, Oklahoma versus LSU, Joe Burrow total yards combined, two fifteen and a half. We both went over. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields combined yards passing at five hundred and fifteen and a half. I went over. You went under. Sam Merrill minutes versus Eastern Oregon. Probably the, this is going to be the one I'm going to lose this thing on. I went over and you went under at 20 and a half minutes. Jordan Clarkson points in his Utah Jazz debut at eight and a half. I went under, you went over. And then Washington State rushing yards when they face Air Force at 60 and a half. I went over and you went under. So that's our pick six. For the week coming up next here in the Full Court Press, some final thoughts about other things to watch for tonight on uh, what's going on and look ahead to what's going on tomorrow as well. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. A couple of the games to watch for tonight The in the NBA. It's the Spurs and the Mavericks. Game is in Dallas, 6 o'clock on TNT. That's the game that will precede the Jazz game in Salt Lake City when they take on the uh, Portland Trailblazers, which we'll have at 8.30, free game at 8.20. And then there's a bowl game tonight. If you're still looking for college football, not sure it's going to be a really exciting matchup, but could be. Pittsburgh versus Eastern Michigan in the Quick Lane Bowl. This game being played on uh, in Ford Field there in Detroit on ESPN starting at 6 o'clock. And then could be a pretty busy day of bowl games um, tomorrow, uh, AJ. There's some, a couple different games going on on Friday and then quite a few again on Saturday. So uh, I, I think the bowl season really starts to get a little more interesting yeah, this weekend. finally. Kind of kicks up a notch for us. Yeah. Tomorrow's show is going to be really fun as we as we kind of break down those bowl games and look get a closer look at them. Yeah, some games will be done or wrapping up yep. when we're on the air. 
So that'll do it for us tonight. Have a great night, everybody. We'll be back here tomorrow recapping what happened with the Jazz and looking at some of the other bowl games that are going on throughout the weekend. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.